previously on Gentleman's Talk. The backside of the season after the All-Star break, it kind of it kind of killed his momentum. I'm going to go with the future. That's what I call him. The unicorn, whatever you want to call him. I'm going with Luka Doncic. I'm definitely going with Luka. Um, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. Once Kristaps Porzingis got traded, you saw the difference in the team. And it, was no, it felt like there was no more tension. They could finally squeeze. What I really like about this series is you've got a lot of star power. You have Absolutely. DeMar DeRozan, who decided to just have one of the best seasons of his career. Ever. You've got, before, prior to the injury, you know, you had Lonzo Ball doing, doing the damn thing, yep. killing the game. You know, like, so I really like this Chicago team. I do, but, too. But, you know, because but, but Boston, Boston is tried and true. A lot of this core has been together for a long I time. Know. Now, episode two starts now. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the show, Gentlemen's Talk. This is episode two. I am your man, Mr. GQ. And of course, I go by the name of DJ Micah B. Hey, we live, man. We done got through the first episode. Yep, we are yep. here. Episode two. We appreciate all. All the listeners so far who have been listening, I appreciate the feedback that we've been getting. It has been simply phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's great. Oh, so in tradition, let's get this shot knocked out let's real get quick. get it out. Yes, sir. And Cheers for those that want to know what we're drinking, this is that good old Captain Morgan private stock. Yes, it is. Ooh. Yes, sir. All right. So let's get started. Let's talk about last night. Um. That shot right there was for the Timberwolves on my end. I don't yes, know about sir. you. <laughs> no, that was definitely for the Timberwolves. Boy, what a game last night. That game was better than anything uh, most fans were expecting. Hey, man, a shout-out to Patrick Beverly, man. Oh, man. Man, Pat <laughs> all Patrick Beverly wanted to do was get paid. The Clippers didn't want to pay him, so they shipped him out to Minnesota. And he was like, look, man, kind of like your man J.J. Reddick. He's like, look, I always make the playoffs. He guaranteed he said, it. So you best believe we're about to do the same. And he got to send his former team home. Well, they're not home yet, but yeah. Yeah, it's a long flight, apparent to what he said. Yeah, he absolutely. Said, he, said, <laughs> he said, take your asses home. Yeah. His quote, not mine. So, great game last night. Extremely exciting. Paul George got hot in the third last night. Yes, he did. And I really thought he was going to put that thing away. But, man, Anthony I, Edwards. You know what? Before we go to Anthony Edwards, let's talk about the Clippers real quick. Let's go. I don't like the fact that down the stretch – the ball wasn't in Paul George's hand. And not not a fault to him, but, you know, I like Reggie Jackson. I do. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I, I like Reggie Jackson. But as a point guard, you should know to feed the hot hand. Paul George is ready to take that game over with. And the fact I think Reggie Jackson shot five shots in the fourth quarter and only made one, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. And he was getting locked up by Patrick Beverly in the process. Well, well yeah. And you really thought the game was going to take a swing last night when Carl Anthony Towns fouled out. I think it was around 7.44 left in the fourth last night. He was like, damn, it's going to be one of them games. Oh, yeah. And what happens? Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, boys got hot. Ice water in my veins. Man, because I don't know if you got a chance to see it. I know you was at work last night. But mm -hmm. Anthony Edwards around the, about the two-minute mark, getting ready, had a beautiful – jab step and drove to the basket untouched with a fire dunk mm. 
Like, just one of them plays like we talked about in episode one. Just Anthony Edwards is just one of those guys. And now we have, because of that, something we talked about. We have arguably the most exciting first-round playoff series we've seen in a long time yes. between the Memphis Grizzlies and the freaking Minnesota Timberwolves, man. What are oh. your thoughts on that? Oh, man. Uh, <clears throat> i tell you this. It's going to be very interesting to see Patrick Beverly D up on John Morant, but if Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards can figure out how to play together. Memphis could be on upset alert, but they haven't had uh, time to really mesh. I'm still going to take Memphis because I don't think the chemistry is just right yet for Minnesota. And I feel sometimes they're like one player away from actually making a deep run. But man, if they were to pull off an upset like this, it would be crazy. Yeah, and see, I'm like, I, I see what you're saying about, you know, having Patrick Beverly guard Ja Morant, but Ja is a lot. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. How, how long can Beverly keep it up? Because you know how Jaw is. If Jaw get loose, if Dylan Brooks get loose, if um Desmond Bain, I believe his name is, which yeah, is the Desmond backup, Bain. The backup oh, yeah. point guard to Jaw. Yes, like, sir. You know, it ain't just – that's <laughs> the thing with this squad. It ain't just Jaw. Oh, your man Steven Adams? Absolutely. Like, it's it's a mixture of guys. So, Jaw don't have to start getting hot till maybe even second half. If, Absolutely. If, if boys is doing the right thing. But I think this is going to be a really good back-and-forth series. Because you put it out there, I'm curious to see this Carl Anthony Towns, Steven Adams matchup now. I really want to see how that's going to pan out because it could be really, really good or it could be really bad. Cat could just eat that man lunch because I don't know how good of a perimeter defender Steven Adams is going to be, but you know Cat going to come out to the perimeter. So how much help defense is going to be there? Well, I can say this, watching, watching Cat through the years, and it's not, you know, people always talk about mental toughness and things like that. If there's one thing, he needs to keep his composure going against Steve because Steven Adams is not going to give him anything easy at Facts. the rim. Same thing. That's the reason why I'm so enamored with the John Moran, Patrick Beverly is because one of them is going to get frustrated and it is going to be funny to see. And you're going to be like, well, there it is. The series is already yeah. won. See, I have a feeling both of them are going to get frustrated at different times. Yeah. Question is who's going to get frustrated late and who's going to maintain that composure late. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's a chess match between an exciting offensive player and an old guard, old school style guard in Patrick Beverly. Like, it's going to be a really good, it could be a stalemate. It could. It could legitimately, it could affect neither one, whether one way or the other. They could just be two guys who just ball out, you know? Yeah. Because don't don't get it twisted. We've seen Patrick Beverly in the playoffs all of a sudden drop damn near 30. Like, we've seen Oh, yeah. So, who's the... You know, we don't know. Not only that, Patrick Beverly also doesn't have to score to make his presence felt in a game. True. I mean, he only had seven points last night, but what else did he do? 11 rebounds. And not to mention the steals and the stretch. When he ripped Reggie Jackson on the wing at the end like that. Yes. That was huge. And not to mention, let's talk about the unselfish play. Going after the loose ball when Reggie Jackson basically ran this man over and he sold it out of bounds, and drew that offensive foul. That was huge. Excuse yes. me. That was a loose ball foul, loose not an offensive ball, foul. Yeah. But it was a foul on the Clippers nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But those types of plays that get a team galvanized and a team hype is that kind of stuff that is beautiful. So with that, we talked about that. So let's kind of get into these NBA playoffs. I know the mm. I know the, the eight seeds aren't determined yet, but you might think of it the way I think of it. I think no matter who the eight seeds are, the number one seeds are going to win their first-round matchups anyway, personally. Because, I mean, you're looking at the Heat versus either the Hawks, the Hornets, or the Cavs. That's what you're looking at. 
and you got the Suns versus look pretty much the Pelicans or the Spurs. I, so you you already you already ruling out the Clippers. I got oh yeah absolutely. <laughs> After that kind of a loss, man, that hurts. Uh, uh, um okay so. Let's just say Paul George rebounds in the next game they play after, uh, and then he goes on some kind of tear. Not saying that he's going to beat. The, I don't think Paul George alone could beat the Suns, but anyway, if I had to pick a team in the West, I would I would lean with. Mm, I'm going to lean with coaching experience, and I'm going to lean okay. with the Spurs. Are you going with Pop? Okay. I, I will go with Pop, but they're going to if if look whoever wins in the West they're in, for the AC they're going home. Yeah. I got both the number one teams winning by at, no, at least five games at, at the maximum. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's not going no further it's, it's than not, that. It's not, it won't be shocking if the eight seeds take a game. So I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm going to give them a gentleman sweep. Yeah. Because it just might happen. By the way, I learned something today. So Caleb Martin, who plays for the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. has a twin brother that plays for the Hornets. I was, watching the, I was watching the play-in game, and I was like, wait, did we trade Caleb Martin? And they were talking about on the broadcast. That is his twin brother. So there are two... Caleb, there's Caleb Martin and um, I think oh Kevin Martin, yeah, and Kevin Martin is the brother's name, the twin brother's name. So there are two. So we got them. You got the Morris twins. Like, yeah, I had no idea. I, was what, what, it, was that like the 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 boom? Oh no 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 no. Oh no, okay, I got something because because that was that. that was like epic. No, I, got, <laughs> I didn't know I, that. I got something even better. Okay, when yeah, that, I, when that comes about, but we're not I, I, we're not, had no we're not there yet. I had um, no idea. It's crazy. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, sorry, his name is Cody Martin. So Cody, Cody Martin. Cody and Caleb, so that's what you got. I apologize for jacking up his name. But, um, so, let's get into let's get into these playoffs. The the, the series that are already set in stone. Okay. Because we, we talked about, I think we're going to be, it's going to be interesting. So, I'm going to, you know, give me your take. We'll start with the, we'll start with the Western Conference. Okay. So, Mavericks and Jazz, who you got, number of games. This one is the one in the West for me. Um, I'm going to lean with. I think I'm going to lean with the Mavericks. Okay. I do. I do think I'm going to lean with the Mavericks. Even though, man, I love Mike Conley and uh, Mitchell. Go, be, man. I I like the Jazz team. I like what they're doing. I just I don't like Rudy Gobert in playoff situations when a team goes small and okay. he can't extend out and play defense. They move him away from the basket. So you got the Mavericks in how many games? Six. Okay. So. I've got the Jazz in six. Mm. Pretty much for the reasons you laid out, minus the Rudy Gobert take, you know, I like Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. Yeah. I, I like this Jazz team has been through a lot in the postseason. Granted, so the Mavericks. But this this Jazz team is due for a breakout. I feel like they're being underrated as well. I think – I feel like they're being treated the same way that people are treating the Raptors in the East right now. Absolutely. Like, that's, that's my take on that. That's the one. So – I think this is the year for the Jazz to break out, at least to make a second, maybe even a third round push, maybe. But I'm at least getting, I'm putting them past the Mavericks. I know everybody's gonna be like, "Oh man," but Luca is this. Look, look, man, Luca is still like 24, yeah, if even that. Like Luca is extremely young. Luca gonna be fine. Like he, he'll be fine. Luca eventually will be in the Western Conference Finals, probably be in the NBA Finals. Like eh, you know, give him time. I think uh, the 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 addition of uh, Mr. Kidd himself oh, as yeah. the, as the coach Co- coach Kidd might man. might tip this in the Mavs' favor. But you know, these are, these are only predictions. You know, so I'm I w- it wouldn't surprise me if the Jazz w- it wouldn't even surprise me if the Jazz pull it out in five. I'm not gonna lie to you, but that's on the Donovan Mitchell and Jonathan uh, and, and, and we got to see because Luca may not even play in game one because of the calf injury. So yeah. 
if you're the Jazz and Luka doesn't play, you must absolutely take game one because you're the road you team. You have to. You're the, you're the lower seed team, so you're playing on the road game one. And you so take you, home court. So you have to win that game. Now you've tipped the scales in your favor and you put the pressure on Dallas. And we know how good of a city Salt Lake is Man. when it's time for playoffs and basketball. Man, what? That's the only thing they have there. You see, my, my idol, is in, <laughs> my idol is, is in the front office now. My man D-Wade is in the front office yes. over there. So, like, it's, it's crazy. Yes. All right, so let's go into Warriors and Nuggets. This one is interesting, too, because I don't know if Steph is absolutely going to play yet or not. Um, well, I can tell you that Steph did practice today. Okay. And Steph is actually, like, it. Um, coach, dang it, what's their coach's name? Lord, I shot a blank. Um, so their coach actually talked about it in an interview that I was watching earlier, that he looks good and he, he's looking like he's in a good position for Thursday. So All right, you know, Coach it's, Kerr. It's highly possible. So there's that. So, which, so who you got in this series? Whether... However you feel about Steph or not, how do you feel about this Even series? if Steph doesn't play, I'm still going with the Warriors. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah. Draymond, Clay, my sixth man of the year, spoiler alert, if if he qualifies anyway because he did start for an extended period of time, which would be Jordan Poole. Um, mm. But I would I would def, I would still lean Andrew Wiggins. I mean, I would still lean with, with Golden State. I think Golden State has enough. And then them not having Jamal Murray is a very, very big thing. And, on, Michael, and Michael Porter Jr. And Michael Porter Jr. on, on Denver side. That's your number two and your number three guy. Yeah. It, it, uh, Jokic just has, has had a phenomenal season carrying them. But I think it's the end of the line in the first round. And it sucks that they have to go home. Because I think if he would have either had either one of those guys, they could have made a, a nice push. So, so you think in gentleman sweep? You think in six? What do you, what do you what do you feel games wise? I respect Jokey enough to give him six. Okay. Yeah. So I got I got the Warriors in six as well. And before we move on, I have got a update on the Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets game. Atlanta has literally blown the game open. Beautiful. The score is currently one ten to eighty one, with eight oh five in the. Shout fourth. out to my dog Trey, man. Let's see. Let's check the stats real quick. So we'll go with the Hawks stats. Let's see. Trey Young has got 22 points in 31 minutes. Uh, looks like Hunter's got 19. Herder's got 13. Capella's got another double double. He's got 15, 15. Gallinari got 15. What? When's the last time you heard Gallinari's name in a Gallinari is game? playing. <laughs> your boy, your boy Bogdanovich got 13. So yes. Pretty, pretty, pretty spread out game. Uh, Lamelo's got 18. Washington's got 13. Bridges got 12. Rozier oh, with 14. Your boy Mason Plumley got three. Um, Cody Martin's got two. Uh, McDaniel with seven. And Montrez Harold, your other Clipper guy, got nine. Uh, your boy Kelly Oubre with, uh, with a goose egg. Well, you know what? Kelly Oubre and uh, Mr. Plumley, y'all got to do better. Y'all right. just have to do better next year. Bro, this is the play-in. Uh, y'all got to do better. Uh, oh, well, they still, got one, this, they still got one more game, right? Or is this the... This is the 9-10. The oh, this is not... No, no, yeah. no. The yeah. loser's eliminated. The winner will play the Clippers. Yeah, well... Shout out to uh Lamelo. I know you've been giving it uh your all this season, and and Mr. Bridges over there. But bruh, Ubre yeah. was Ubre was mm -hmm. signed to be that third option, and he was not. And my apologies, I said the Clippers. I meant the Cavs. Wrong C team. So the winner of this game will play Cavs. The other team is going home or going fishing. However you want to look at and, it. And shout out to uh Mr. Ice Trey again. The, the Hawks have been one of the most disrespected teams because they had a bad start to the season. The New York killer. And they just, yeah, the New oh, man. And they, they absolutely turned it around. Trey ended up leading the whole NBA in points and assists. Well, total points and total assists. Yes. So Only I, player to ever do that in the yeah. NCAA and in the NBA. So, 
Big time. Big time. So let's go to this series. Let's go to the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, man. This this is the one. I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> Say less. So I went back and forth, even watching the Timberwolves last night. I was like, man, this was okay. I like what I saw. We talked about it. Could Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony um and Anthony Edwards, you know, peak. And last night we saw Anthony Edwards grow. Yes. We saw him take over, turn up, like do what he does best. With all that being said, I'm taking the Grizzlies in seven. I'm taking the Grizzlies in seven games. I think collectively what Memphis has is more than enough to handle what Minnesota's gonna bring with just their their trio. Like I think I think Jaw can do just enough to put them away in game seven, but I think it's gonna be a nice back and forth, exciting series like i'll be surprised to see scores that are anything less than like 108 115 in this series like it just has the makings of one of those kinds of series like if jaw and anthony edwards go off for 40 points a piece i won't be surprised one bit well before we go into this let me ask you a question was was it anthony edwards in the Lamelo ball draft was he the was he the one that was in he was taking over yes. Lamelo, right yes man a lot of people said stuff but i love Lamelo. but man if if Anthony Edwards is anything like what he showed last night, it's it's going to be one of those situations where it's like Charlotte won't be mad that they got LaMelo, and, but they understand the greatness of Anthony Edwards. It's kind of like a Hakeem Jordan, because I'm a Houston fan. I'm still not mad we took Hakeem over Michael Jordan. Now, if you were the Trailblazers and you took, you, you know the story. So. Yeah, we don't even got to go into that. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things, the league is in good hands yes. when the OGs are out. When LeBron is gone, when Steph is gone, when AD... Um, so KD, weird to call Steph an OG. Man. I know, but that, but look how old he is. But now you look at Luka Doncic, you look at Trey Young, you look at who's probably gonna, in my mind, gonna be the face of this group when it's all said and done. You know, is you Giannis? Giannis will be leading the charge, and then all these young cats gonna be chasing him the way everybody was chasing LeBron. Yeah, like it's crazy to think that, but the growth of Giannis is just showing me more and more that. You know, guys like Giannis, guys like Embiid, like those are gonna be your top tier guys. Guys like um, guys like uh, dang, why I forget his name all of a sudden? Out of Denver, Jokic, my bad. The you Joker. Know, like those three guys are gonna be there, and then everybody else is kind of, you know, right on their heels. Yeah. So I like it. Like I really and truly like it. It's very exciting. It's good to see. Hopefully, you know, we don't lose too much allure from the league because we know how. Well, you and I, you know, we love defense. Absolutely. There's not a lot of defense being played in this new NBA. So let's. You know, prepare ourselves for that. But uh, oh, yeah, so let's jump on into the East. Uh, we'll start yes. at the bottom. Let's go with the Celtics and the Nets. Oh man, I couldn't wait to talk about this game. Um, let's go. Where you at? By the way, shout out to the Nets last night. This game was never in question. You I, say that they only I, won by eight? No, know, by seven. Excuse me. I know they only won by seven, but to me, at no point it ever felt like the Cavs were going to pull it off. Because I went into the game saying, "Look, I told you on the phone. I was like, the difference. What's going to be the difference in this game is that." The Nets have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and the Cavs don't. So I'll say, uh, with, with going back to Boston and the Nets, last week, if you would have asked me, I would have said Boston in six mm. because I thought Robert Williams would seal off the paint, and now he's not playing. Um, if you ask me now, I have no idea which way to go with, and I've been thinking about it all day. If I had to lean with the team, I would lean with Boston just because their core has been together longer and they have the reps of playing with each other more than Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant has. So okay. I would lean I would I'm going to lean with chemistry over star power is what I'm gonna do. And I will take I'll take Boston in seven. 
But man, that Nets team last year going up against the Milwaukee Bucks without with only one star player. And yes, I know James Harden played, but we know James Harden was literally a shell of himself. He was there to decoy. He couldn't without do nothing. Question. So, um, and according to a report today, Robert Williams could return versus the Nets. So that could tip the scales one way or another. Um, but let's look at it from two perspectives now. So let's just say for the sake of argument that the Celtics go up, mm, let's say 2-0. Okay. Would you rush Williams back at that point? I would say it's playoffs and anything can happen. So I would tell him, look, if you feel like you can go, I want you out there. You don't necessarily have to start, but I want you out there. I want you moving around, see what you can do so you can get comfortable and see if you're good enough to play. Because if you're good enough to play, you can tip the scales in our favor Yep, and uh, and be be the be the difference in the series. And I can see, you know, let me give you eighteen to twenty two minutes. Yeah, you know, see how you feel. Make sure you in the fourth quarter closing lineup because yep. we're gonna need you. And you know, let's see what happens. Eighteen so, to twenty two minutes of a rim protector is better than none zero. at all. Yeah. So so and I'm with you on that. So I also had the Celtics in seven. So we were right. We I mean, I guess that's just how we feel about Boston. And and and, and let's let's also uh the Nets. Oh, I can't think. Of, I forgot his name right now. The shooter. From uh uh Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Just I I don't know what's happened to Joe Harris. Well, Joe Harris been out all basically all season with the back injury. Right. Um I think some sort of a shoulder setback, but let's not forget how he disappeared in the what, playoffs that, that, last that, year? That's what I remember. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's happening with Joe Harris because last year in the playoffs, he was supposed to be Kevin Durant's second guy to go and to. Not to mention this man was a three-point champion, three-point contest yeah. winner. Like, you know, like, he was lighting it up all season. I He and, just became a shell of himself. And, I don't know if the pressure got to him or what, but man. My man became real small. But I'm interested to see Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant play with each other in the, oh, yeah. in the playoffs. So. so let's get to another intriguing matchup. Let's go Bucks Bulls. I got Bucks and Six. That's not intriguing to me. I'm Bucks not going to lie to you. All right. Well, you did a little bit better than me. I went with uh, went the Bucks in <laughs> five. I <went laughs> yeah. The Bucks. I, I mean, I, as much as you and I, we you know we talked about DeRozan, how much we love DeRozan, but it's the Bucks, bro. It's the defending. They're, they're the defending bro. champs. They're not going home in the first round, bro. Like Giannis might mess around and average forty plus in this series. Chicago, I love y'all. I love what y'all have done, but you have absolutely nobody to guard Giannis. And no. don't t- and don't tell me you're gonna leave him open because he came back this year with a, a pretty good jump shot. Yeah, leave him open if you want to, and yeah. he gonna bust your head. Exactly. They, they, this this series was never in question to me. Uh, just just on the season that Demar Derozan have and Zach Levine is playing, you know mm-hmm. everybody they're all gonna be there. So I gave it six just because I expect them to win one in Milwaukee and one in Chicago. But highly possible. I can get with that. Yeah. All right. So we won't waste too much time on that series. Let's get on to the Sixers and the Raptors. That's the one. Um, okay, yes, so <laughs> um, I don't think the Raptors have anybody to slow down or stop Joel Embiid. But on the flip side of that, James Harden, you have never, ever responded to pressure well. Even no. when you were in Houston and y'all made the Western Conference Finals for the first time, it was Josh Smith and Corey Brewer that tipped the scales in Game 5 when you were getting blown off the floor. And you were caving under pressure. Exactly. And the rest of the way, y'all won just because you were playing with house money. Oh, nobody expects us to win this series, so we're good. We're, we can, we can. Yeah. Now your pressure's gone. If the 76ers go home in the first round and lose, I am going to go out on a limb and said I will blow up James Harden and Joel Embiid right now. 
And not, I'm being yeah. I'm being serious because it's not going to be Joel Embiid's fault. And James Harden has looked like a shell of himself this year. Daryl Morey, I would have stuck it out with the role players. I would have stuck it out with the role players. I I understand that he wanted to get James Harden, but there there is no way in hell I would have got rid of Seth Curry. Not to mention, most importantly, let's talk about is is Tobias Harris going to come back and show up? I thought Tobias Harris was playing pretty good right before the trade happened. Um, I think he's played okay since, but. Is okay good enough for the playoffs though? No, and the reason and, and the problem he's gonna have is James Harden holding the ball. That that's gonna be the problem because when James Harden holds the ball the way he does, he throws everybody else off rhythm. Now, granted, if he is going off, Joel Embiid is more than capable of not having the ball and still being in rhythm. Absolutely. I think so, that'll change the course. That will change the course of the whole game. So but, I I heard somebody on one of the talk shows this morning say, hey, I think it was Jason Williams. He was like, What I see when I see James Harden play is somebody trying to get Embiid the MVP and trying to get Embiid the scoring title. So he's just deferring the whole time and it's throwing off his own game. And I was like, that's fine, but if you don't know how to rebound after feeding your big man or feeding somebody else and you lose your rhythm, what are we talking about here? Because you, when the playoffs come, if you're going to change your game, that's going to throw off chemistry on what you've been doing to, with Joel Embiid. So oh, I don't definitely. know. So people, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say this series is a lot closer than everybody thinks and it's going to go to seven. But in the end, in a game seven, I have to lean with my pick of MVP and Joel Embiid. Because if who I picked as MVP go home in the first round, he doesn't deserve the MVP anyway. I am not going out on a limb. Bump that limb. <laughs> I'm going with the sleeper pick. Kept telling y'all to stop sleeping on this team. I'm taking the Raptors in seven. Ooh, okay, the so Raptors, he agrees going seven. The Raptors deserve the respect because, one, that core minus Kawhi is still together. And, well, and, and Lowry. Kyle Lowry. But for the most part, the guys, the remaining guys are there, and they've been playing together. They've got the playoff experience. I, like I said, I do not trust James Harden in the playoffs. I don't either. I just, I just don't. Even with a guy like Embiid, and not to mention Tobias Harris has been around these Doc Rivers choke jobs when he was, you know, in, with the Clippers. Like, you know, yeah, it's, there's a lot. There is a recipe. And I don't trust Doc Rivers. I really forgot about the Doc like, factor. I yeah. don't trust. Like, I, everything about it tells me to continue going with the Raptors like I'm going. The Raptors in seven, and the X factor might actually be the rookie Scotty Barnes. Oh, dude, let me listen. Look, if, if Scotty Barnes wins rookie of the year, I wouldn't even be mad. Hey, man, I drafted him on my fantasy team. Hey, you did. You did. I know. I know. If anybody knows, I know. And kudos to myself. First place. Yeah, kudos to you, man. Uh, yeah. No, you, you've been kicking my ass every year since, I don't know, we get to the finals every year, and I just can't seem to get over the hump. I, think I feel like down. Houston. We, we do so good up until the last week, and the last week is a choke job every year. Yeah, so I think we've been doing this fantasy basketball league since 2013 or 14. Yeah, I think it's been – I think this year was the eighth year. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's been it's been fun. It's been a good little time. Eventually, we got to replace a couple of people and, you know, yeah, add a couple of people and make it, make it even that much more enticing, you know, moving forward. By but, the way, I call myself the comeback king. Let me tell you why I call myself. At one point, I could not get into my Yahoo. And I was, I think I was like two and seven. Something like that, yeah. And then I, I made a, I basically did what Patrick Beverly did. I was like, look, bro, here's what's going on. I got back into my Yahoo account. I put it on a message board. I'm back. And I'm coming for blood. And I went all the way to championship, 11 and 11. My man uh, came so. out sounding like Brock Lesnar going into WrestleMania talking about I'm coming for blood, Roman. Yeah, but I lost. Just like Brock did. Hey, man. But you're right. Because I am the tribal chief, and y'all will acknowledge me in this fantasy thing. No, I don't acknowledge you in nothing. Hey, 20-2 and two on the season. Yeah, okay, I know. 
I know. And you got smoked by about 500 points. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Granted, bro, I think the season should end a little early in fantasy. We can talk about it. I do. We just that that last week is just I, you, you you really scrambling and scrambling to it man. Was, I, it was brutal for both of us. It was because I, I was I was I was fishing in them waivers. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it still was a good season. But um, let's finish off. Let's talk about well the Heat playing the winner of the Hawks Hornets. Well, it's gonna be the Hawks versus the Cavs, and then the winner of that will play the Heat. Do I really have to comment on this, so, or do we, or do we have to go back to, say, bro? Do you remember before the season started, we both said the most underrated pickup of the off season was Kyle Lowry signing with Miami. Yes, we talked about that in depth on the phone. I am, I, I, I love Atlanta, I love the Hawks, I love Trey Young, but I don't care. I, I, I look. I I I I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to be disrespectful to Atlanta or nothing. I know they got they did they get to, they got to the conference finals last year or the second round. I can't really remember uh, off the top of my head. Second round. I, I I really really don't care what they did last year. At the end of the day, I am taking Miami in this series, and I got Miami in six. Yes, sir. Well, I got Miami in five. So yeah, yeah. Um, this this Miami team. I mean, Tyler Hero. Six men of the year. Uh, coming off the bench, if Oladipo is anything of what he played like the other night, you got Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's still a pit bull of a point guard. You got your leader, Jimmy Butler. I mean, and I haven't even mentioned Bam yet. Come on, bro. bro this we, is this is we're, we're so deep, it's unreal, and that's that's what makes us such I, a dangerous team. I didn't bring up Duncan. Oh my goodness. That's the thing. You didn't have to bring up Duncan Robinson I, I because mean, when he shows up, you just know what's gonna bro, happen. This is like and then remember we we just talked about Caleb Martin yes you know who got a twin brother who plays for um for the Hornets now yes. so it's like it's just a recipe for this Heat team to make a deep run like it won't surprise me if you if you get like if you get Bucks and in Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals I'm not shocked Ooh. and then boy that's gonna be a series and I oh. hope it goes seven I d- I just do you know and that's I'm trying not to be a fanboy about it but. You know, I've been rocking with my Heat since forever. Aren't they the last team to beat the Bucks in a, a playoff series? Yes. And before before Giannis decided to turn up yeah, another was, level. Right. Yes, that's exactly what that was. So, <laughs> so it was yeah. So and that was that was when Bam was Bam was out muscling Giannis, which I yeah. had never seen. I think Bam gives up four inches. Yeah. I think four or five inches to Giannis. Giannis, Giannis but, is six eleven. But but Bam Bam is solid though. Oh yeah. So, we got all of our NBA talk out the way. We got our playoff situation sorted out. Wait, I'm going to hit you with my bomb now. Oh, yeah, let's go. Drop that bomb. So, y'all know me and Mr. GQ are best friends. Here we go. I didn't tell you this because I wanted your honest answer, all right? In light of your favorite superhero, who is? Batman. Batman has probably the most iconic sidekick of all time, even though there was different Robins. Yes. So here is my question to you with basketball. You're going to play five on five at the basketball court. You and four other guys. But you can only choose people that have been sidekicks to a superstar. So they have their Batman, and then there's a Robin. Pick your four-star players Mm. that's going to the court. Well, all right. Well then, right out the just so just sidekicks. 
Yeah, just sidekicks. Okay, well, then I'm going to take D-Wade first because he was a sidekick to LeBron. to LeBron. All right, so I'm going to take Anthony Davis, a sidekick to LeBron. Okay. I'm going to take Paul George, a sidekick to Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to take Kyrie Irving, a sidekick to Kevin Durant. And, and LeBron. My, and myself. So there you go. I'm utterly in shock right now because the first player that came to my mind, and I'm surprised you didn't take him, was Kobe Bryant. That's debatable. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. On, on, on the sidekick <laughs> shack. Hey. If you ask Kobe, that was not. <laughs> I mean, hey, in, 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 I'm just saying, uh, I mean, if you, if you technically, if you ask LeBron, Kyrie Irving wasn't really a sidekick in that series because when Kyrie Irving finally turned up, that series took a turn. You're right. But, um, yeah, I, I think the first year Kobe will qualify as a sidekick, but next year is no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we at that point of the show. We're about 35 minutes in, so it's shout-out time. Oh, so let's get these shout outs knocked out. DJ Micah B, it's on you. All right. Today, my shout out is going to my promotion group, Zing Zing International, ABC Part 3 coming soon. Yes, sir. Here in Houston, Texas, anything but close. That's who my shout out is going to. It's going to be April 23rd at Buzz Event Center on Beach Nut. So if you're in Houston, you're looking for something to do, tickets are online. You can get on my Instagram, DJ Micah B about it. You can catch me on Facebook, government name, M-I-C-A-H, space B-A-C-C-H-U-S, Michael Bacchus. It'll have your Eventbrite links there, and we would love to see y'all come out. You heard the man. If you're in the Houston area and you want a freaking solid party, man, go hit up the ABC party. It's, it's, you, it's what you want to do if you ain't got nothing else going on. And, of course, I'll be in the mix. Yes, sir. And if you ain't heard this, man, on the ones and twos, man, I'm telling you, you do not know what you're missing. This is one of the most solid, livest DJs you will ever hear. Anytime I've thrown a function, I've had this man DJing the function because we don't even have to talk about it. We already know oh, what yeah. the business is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with that being said, I'm going to give a special shout-out. To my flag football team. I'm rocking the hoodie right now. All right. HTX Fear, man. We hey. in the building. We doing the thing. Right now, we sitting there. We in league play. We sitting there at three and one right now. We off this weekend because it's Easter weekend. We getting ready for a big tournament out there in Arlington in May. Yep, yep. So flag football world championship qualifying regional tournament. Let's go. We're talking about hundreds upon hundreds of teams from all over the U.S. and different countries to include like Mexico and all that yep, junk out yep, there. Yep, yep, yep. It's going to be live. We're going to be out there. So shout out to my boys out there, man. HTX Fear, we in that thing. Stand up. Hey. All right. So moving into the NFL. Boom. This is where it gets interesting. Yes, it does. So this is what we're about to do. So first and foremost, we're going to crack this beer open first. There we go. Lot more important than you know some things, but I'm just playing. But <laughs> it's it's the it's, the, it's, it's a lot the, more important than being sober. It's the, it's, it's the bar it's the bartender in me. I apologize, but sometimes that's just how it goes. So today we have got a mango salty lady. All right, this is from the Martin House Brewing Company in Fort Worth, Texas. So shout out to my local beer folks. I'm all about it. Of course, you know I got it at the local H-E-B because that's just where I find all these random things H-E-B like that. H-E-B holds it down for Texas, so, man. Here, everything's better. Yes, sir. We're going to get an endorsement from them hey, eventually. One way or another. So, you are my brother. Just don't spill that on the equipment, and we're going to be all right. I know my arms are short. Hey, man, nobody <laughs> told you to be born with T-Rex. Blah, blah, arms, blah, man. blah. No, no, no. I, you know I have long arms. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. I'm <laughs> with you. All right, so we got these things poured up. So, 
Cheers to you on that, brother. Yes, sir. Let's knock these drinks and then let's get into this NFL talk. I thought you were a bartender. You know to tip the glass when you pour. Oh, no. I tipped it on my chair. <laughs> so that is Noted. classified. <laughs> this is classified as a sour beer. So it's not like your common beers. There is a bit of a, we'll say a nice little kick to it if you're not prepared for it. But it's not an IPA because I don't really get down with IPAs. But you have maybe say no, no. Hey, I have. I've been to the brewery numerous yeah. times. Okay. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> All right. So we're going to pick our division winners. <clears throat> the draft, we've, we discussed it, and we figured that there's really nobody in this draft that is going to tip the scale so much that it's going to change who we think is going to win these divisions. Absolutely. So with that being said, we're going to pick the division winners, and then we will rank two, three, and four after the fact. So let's start with the AFC East. AFC East. So, you got the Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. You want me to go first? Yeah. I think this is very easy. I don't think this is – I got the Bills winning. As long as Josh Allen's playing, I got the Bills winning. Plus, the upgrade with Von Miller is going to be probably overkill for a lot of teams um, in the middle of the field anyway at linebacker. So, okay. I got I got the Bills. Of course, next up, I got the Patriots. By the way, there's two teams going to the playoffs, and all the people talking trash about the Patriots saying they got lucky last year. Uh, shove it down your throats. They're going back to the playoffs again this year. Not to I, mention, we did sign Devontae Parker. Absolutely. Kind of went under the radar. If he stays healthy, he's the perfect build for a type of offense that Bill Belichick will put together this year. Yep. Um, I'll take Miami third, and I'll take the Jets fourth. Sorry, Jets. I just there, – there has been nothing since Mark Sanchez to make me believe that y'all are going to get any better. Absolutely not. Sorry to my boy Chris Ivory. You, you did me very well in fantasy those years. Yeah, so – we're similar, but I had to take my fanboyness out of this. So, I, of course, I went with the Bills. The Bills are just that much better than everybody else in the division. Yes, they are. But I do think it's going to get tighter. So, we'll see how the draft and the, the couple of last-second free agent thing goes. After that, I'm actually taking the Dolphins at two. I think the addition of Tyreek Hill chipped the scales massively. Because between Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, now, you're talking about arguably the two like the fastest receiving core among the fastest duo it's one of period. the fastest ever so not to mention they also signed raheem Mostert. yep so and you still have miles gaskin yeah and you still have um like don't get don't get it so miami is they have a team but again no not because i did i loved freaking two in college yeah, yeah of course but i feel like they are going to be a san francisco situation where their quarterback situation is going to hinder how far they can go and we'll see because they do have a new coach as well, uh, Mike McDaniel, I believe his yep. name is, who also came from the Shanahan tree. Yep. But like, oh, and you know, like I guess I like Mike Gesicki. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, good well, tight we, end, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, I got the Pats third, just because we've been kind of stale. We didn't do a lot of moves, no. and the team we had constructed last year wasn't bad, but it's it's not enough to tip the scales for us in the division. Absolutely so that's not. why I had to take my fanboyness out and say I had to put this to third. In Bill Belichick, I trust. I'm trusting the process. I'm a very patient Patriots fan. I've enjoyed a lot of success, so I have to understand there are some hard times and hard seasons. So it is what it is. And to our boy CJ's punk-ass Jets, finishing last. Oh, definitely. And you're lucky right. if you win six. I'm trying to tell you. All right, transition to the AFC North. This division I struggled with. Oh, man. Okay. Um. You got it? You want me to take it? Uh, you you could take it. You All right, go ahead. so I went back and forth. I kind of erased this when it started a couple times. I was this one was hard. So I went with the Bengals because the Bengals absolutely just loaded their offensive line, and that was what killed them in the Super Bowl. That's a, if they it, had yes. 
if they had a an above average offensive line, I don't think we're talking about the Rams as Super Bowl champions. But Joe Burrow was on his back far too many times in the playoffs. So I got to take the Bengals. I'm taking the Ravens because the Ravens' Achilles heel last season was strictly injuries. Strictly it injuries. It was not play on the field. It was injuries. And that's just, you know, the way I'm chalking it up. I've got the Browns at three. Um, We'll see what the league does with Deshaun Watson as far as if they suspend him. If they do suspend him, I if I think it'll start with eight games. I think they'll appeal it to six, maybe even four. But I don't think he'll play all 16. There's no way. Even though he said it all last year, there's yeah. no and, way. And then, of course, you know, we have the Steelers. Um, And with that being said, for just one second, um, our condolences out there to the Haskins family. Absolutely. Because to my Ohio State big fan across the table over oh, here, yeah. man, that was an unfortunate situation that happened to quarterback Dwayne Haskins. So our condolences out to the family, and real quick, we would like to take a quick moment of silence for Dwayne Haskins and his family. All right, and we back in that thing. So what you got on the AFC North? All right, I, to start things off with, I still, like I did last year, am running with the Cincinnati Bengals. You saw me call it yep. even before the playoffs started. I said that connection that those two have over there in Burrow and Chase is ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know how it was going to pan out. You, you saw it before me, and I was just like, I don't know. And then the preseason stuff with, with Jamar Chase and like, oh, my God, I can't see the white lines on the football. There was a lot of weird things. There was. Turned me off a little bit, you know. I didn't know how hard Joe Burrow was going to bounce back last year. But what, what, what it was for me to pick him for the Super Bowl last year in week 12, it was that they were building momentum. I saw the connection. I saw that nobody could guard Jamar Chase one-on-one. And it got very, very ugly for some teams. No, it did. I agree. No, it, he caught. I think it was. He caught almost two hundred yards in one half. Yeah, and then he finished the game with close to three hundred yards. I was like, yes. He had one of them uh, Tyreek Hill versus yeah. Tampa Bay games. I'm just sitting there. I was like, that's it. This this is the team. So I'm I'm definitely going with the Bengals, especially after the upgrade to the offensive line. This it was beautiful to see. Um, of course, this is a this is a division I do believe another division where I think two teams could eventually come out, and I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, like you said, injuries were the thing that really unglued them in the end. Um, I mean the Brown the Browns and the Steelers, you kind of pick your poison with that, depending on if Deshaun Watson actually plays or not next season. Um, love Nick Chubb. Yeah, can't stay healthy. Well, and what what could change this too is. The Steelers could go back to what they do best, and their defense could carry them far. But offensively, I mean, yeah, I understand you got you got the rookie um, Najee Harris who will be a sophomore this season. Love you know, Najee, by the um, way. You got uh, James Washington, yep. I believe is what his name is. You got Chase Claypool. So I mean, they're they have solid pieces on offense. I don't know how I feel about Mitch Trubisky though. I know exactly how I feel about Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know exactly how I feel about I also, Mitch Trubisky. I also believe in second chances. I believe in second so chances. If anybody could turn a guy around, somebody like Mike, Mike Tomlin, Tomlin could. So, and, and and ironically, we'll we'll talk about that here in a couple. We'll have another quarterback on a redemption story, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Right. So let's go into your favorite division, the AFC South. Um, first off, <laughs> my favorite team plays in the AFC South. Um, that doesn't necessarily make it my favorite division. Uh, okay. So you said in Belichick, you trust. Well, in King Henry, I trust. And I'm going with Tennessee winning. Okay. And the reason why I'm going with Tennessee winning is not all on Derrick Henry. It's because when Derrick Henry went down last year, that team kept on winning. They showed they could win outside of Derrick Henry. With Derrick Henry, they're just that much more lethal. They did rotate three other running backs. 
They did. And uh, do I think they'll make it to the Super Bowl playing the style of football they play? No, um, I don't. And But at the end of the day, the only other team in this division that can challenge that is the team that just got my man Matty Ice in the Indianapolis Colts, who I picked to finish second. Man, um, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Uh, he could have low-key won MVP last year. I'm not going to lie to you. You got a division, <laughs> you got a division with – Two of the top running backs yeah, in, yeah. in the NFL in the same division—that's absurd. Um, and you have a great up-and-coming running back in that division that plays for the Jags in yeah. James Robinson. Yes. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what I don't know whether the, the, the Jaguars are going to go or the Texans are going to go three and four. And I love my Texans. Sorry, y'all, but man, oh man. Uh, I do like that. Even though they got rid of uh, Cully, they they did get Lovey Smith. But I'm starting to feel like Lovey Smith is getting—he's kind of dated now. His his style of play was. More two thousands esque. I mean, y'all saw what he did with uh, man, what was the what was the quarterback of uh, Chicago? He had uh, Rex Grossman. Man, Rex Grossman. And then the Texans followed suit with Rex Grossman and signed him for no apparent reason that I still can't explain to this day. Hey, look, I, just like I can't explain why y'all signed Brock Osweiler. Oh, <laughs> just a litany of robbery. Oh, just a litany of nonsense. Um, I think I'm going. I think uh, I, I'm trying to think of Jacksonville's quarterback name. His Trevor name, Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence will make the jump this year. I okay. do, especially with uh, Urban Meyer gone. Sorry, Urban. Love you at Ohio State, but uh, NFL's not your thing. Sorry, Urban. Don't and, love you. And this is and, and this is this is your second time in the NFL and the second go round. And uh, yeah. So I I think I take the Jaguars third and the Texans fourth. Okay. Um. I think that the Texans and the Jaguars might finish with the same record, but I do believe tiebreakers will be in play, and I'm going to take the better quarterback, which I think Trevor Lawrence right now is a better quarterback than uh, Davis Mills. Okay, so we got the same division winner. I am going with the Titans as well. Um, it's going to be close between the Titans and the, and the Colts, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, I Yes, I know the addition of Matty Ice sounds great, but we also have to remember that Matty Ice is not very mobile. So Facts. if Mike Vrabel designs the defense accordingly that attacks – Matt Ryan, we know Matt Ryan the last three seasons has not been very good against the rush. Absolutely. He really hasn't. Under pressure, he has not been Matty Ice. He has been Matty lukewarm. So, But we'll also, see. he hasn't – one of the things that tilt, tilted me, too, is that he hasn't played with a running back like that in a very, Yes, very but who is he throwing the ball to? Well, that's another thing within itself. You think – because, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Michael Pittman Jr. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, big fan. But – Who's taking the top off the defense for that Colts team? He don't have Julio. Well, he he he'll bet he's gonna have to do. Uh, now he could have Julio because he's gonna have to do his best Tom Brady impression. Uh, all right, <laughs> in, in 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 Tom Brady's later years, where it's hey, run the ball, play action, hit what the defense gives you, and hope they break. There you go. All right, and then so with that, I am taking the Jags at three. <laughs> and with that being said, I'm also gonna go out on a limb with the Jags. Jaguars are winning seven games this year. They're not gonna win three. They're not gonna win two. I think they were two and fourteen last year. No, three and three and three and fourteen because they went to seventeen games. So I do not think they're going to be in position for that the number the a top three pick. I do think they're going to win. I think they'll win seven games this year. I think there's enough in place, and I think the addition of Christian Kirk helps out a lot. Yes. A healthy James Robinson is going to help out a lot. Not to mention Marvin Jones Jr. There's a lot of veteran presence to help a young quarterback. Yep. So I really, now I'd like to see them I'd like to see them grab a veteran tight end of some kind because we know tight ends are a rookie quarterback's best friend. Absolutely. You know, and hopefully LaVisca Chenault can stay healthy as well because he's your take-the-top-off guy. So if he's healthy and then you've got your other two receivers working, and, you know, don't get me wrong, we know Christian Kirk can burn it down too. We saw what he did in Arizona. 
So if you got two guys like that who can burn it down and then you let Marvin Jones eat up the middle, I can easily see them winning seven, maybe even eight games. But I'm going I'm to start with seven. I'm building blocks. Um, I know how you feel about Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer is a trash human being. <laughs> I, I don't believe any any man, any woman in a position of power that talks down to his subordinates or belittles the people he's Absolutely. around is, is, worth the, is worth anything in a professional setting. So to every single CEO, who a president, whoever you are, if you ever in your life think it is perfectly okay to belittle and talk down to people and think you're going to garner respect, you're wrong. Because Absolutely. this is 2022 and keep playing. You're going to mess around and get that Will Smith, Chris Rock treatment, acting ignorant like that. Yeah. Thinking that you yeah. can just talk to people any old kind of way and they're not going to do nothing about Let, it. Let's, 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 uh, let's be clear. Though. I am not a fan of Urban Meyer, the person, but I mean, I don't know what it, I def, I'd never been in the locker room with Urban Meyer. I don't know exactly what he does to galvanize these college guys when he's there, but, I mean, he's won everywhere he went. Hey, man, it's, if you treat me like you did that punter and you kick me at practice, I'm kicking your ass. Yeah, bro, we grown men out yeah, here, Yeah, we, we grown men. Like, I might have just graduated college, but, I'm, but these hands we, are ready to eat we, for everyone. We you know what I'm saying? We grown men, Yeah, so, all right, we digress. Sorry about that. I, had to, um, I just, we'll talk about why I am the way I am later on. Um, So let's go into the AFC West, man. This is, whew, the wild, wild West. You can take this one first. Say less, I'm with it. So I went with the Chargers to win the division. I do think the loss of Tyreek Hill and um Miko Hartman. Nico Hartman, yeah. Is is a big loss for them. Yes, I know they have Travis Kelsey. I know they got uh, Juju Smith Schuster and um I think is it uh, I don't know who the, I think is, is it Robinson, I think it's their other receiver now. But the Chargers, I think the Chargers are ready to take that step that they need to take to actually get into the playoffs and yes. Justin Herbert to actually win a game. Yes. You know, so I just think that's where we are now. If everything stays on on pace, they re-sign Williams in the offseason. <laughs> You still got Keenan Allen on deck. You still got Austin that, Eckler it, on so deck. It's so crazy to think that like, Keenan Allen is still playing football. Like, you know, you have everything in place, not to mention the acquisitions they made on defense. I told you, if they brought in my man, J.C. Jackson, from the Patriots, it was going to change things, and that's exactly, that's exactly what, what they, they did. did. So let's just see. They have what they need in place defensively to keep the receivers at bay for Kansas City. Now, how you stop Travis Kelsey, eh, we'll see. But I got the Chargers winning. I got the Chiefs second. <sighs> this one was hard. I'm still back and forth between the Broncos and the Raiders because both are in almost the exact situation. Both have new coaches. The question becomes, yes, we know Josh McDaniels because he played for my Patriots. I mean, sorry, coached for my Patriots and everything else. But we've also seen Josh McDaniels without Bill Belichick. And it wasn't pretty. Yes, it was with Tim Tebow. I got all that. They beat the Steelers. I got it. He didn't even want Tim Tebow. But what else on his track record has shown you? He beat the Patriots. What else on his track record has shown you what happened in the playoffs? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Smoke yeah, yeah. You. But Can't I hope he did. Now, I hope he does better. And shout out to Derek Carr for getting that contract extension too. Oh yeah, way. man. Yeah, big, I like Derek time. Carr. Yeah, no, big way fan. better so, than David. It's going to seriously come down to which which coach comes up with the better offensive scheme. I do think the advantage is in the scales of the Broncos. I do think they have better overall offensive weapons. Now, granted, Devontae Adams is a dog. But Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. I just like that trio. He I just like, stole my thunder. I like, I like, I love Melvin Gordon, first of all. I love Melvin Gordon. I know he hasn't been healthy all the time, but I love Melvin Gordon. And I love Williams. The rookie Williams last year. He saved a part of my fantasy season last year. I found him out of nowhere. That dude is a dog. He was featured on one of my favorite TV segments. I've been meaning to show you some of these videos. So on on um NFL Network, Good Morning Football, Angry Runs on Tuesdays, my man Kyle Brandt. Dude, I'm going to have to send you some of these videos. 
Yeah, yeah, please dude, do. Dude, this dude goes all out for these runs, and he hands out this like this like Harry Potter Game of Thrones style like scepter. He sends it via FedEx to the guys who win, like, and it's the, the angriest running back. And it was when Williams had this run where he literally drugged four players oh, yeah, all the way down to like Marshawn Lynch impression, yeah, all, huh? like we talk. He drug them like probably. <laughs> 10, 10, 11 yards. Just drug them. Like, it, okay. was, it was sensational. So, with that, I'm going to go ahead and just go with it. I'm going to say the Broncos, and I'm going to say the Raiders. Well, well, well. Seems like we have a classic case of picking the same division winner. Surprise, I am going with the Chargers. All right. I, sophomore slump is real. The, the Chargers time. did. Uh, Justin Herbert did start off slumping, but the coaching change, he picked it up, and they, they started to look like a team. That was destined to do something. Oh, yeah. They were making a run. Yeah. And Staley got to relax on the going forward on fourth down all the time. Uh, well, yeah. But, I mean, if you're, if you're a gambling man and you play percentages, the percentages say don't punt the ball. <laughs> I mean, yeah, unless you got a, you know, unless you're the Ravens. You like, if, it, if, you're, if you only need, I think it was like if you only need three, three or less yards, it was like a 55% completion rating on fourth down. So, uh, the percentages say don't. But the reality punt the says, ball. look how many, look how many bad situations they got. Absolutely, put in. and they lost, they lost a lot of close games. Yeah, and if they win the half of those, they, they, yeah, they might even win the division. So I'm going with the Chargers. Um, but here's where we differ. Mm-mm. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Travis Kelsey. No, I love him. I just think it's gonna take some getting used to for Patrick Mahomes to not have somebody like Tyreek Hill mm. because he could pretty much throw the ball up anytime he wanted to, and Tyreek Hill would. I would say 70-30% chance Tyreek Hill is coming down with the ball, especially in man-to-man coverage. Are you calling for a Chiefs slump? I'm not calling for a Chiefs slump, but I am calling for a worse record in the division than the Broncos. Because, wow. and I'm taking the Broncos second. For, we could just skip the offense for now. Last year, just based on defense alone, all you heard last year was like, dang, man. That defense is so good, even without even when Von Miller was gone. That defense is so good, it's so this, it's so that. Everybody's talking about how amazing the defense is. You call Patrick Sertan. You were absolutely correct. I still remember it. You were ab- that is a superstar in the making. A superstar. That absolutely. is that is the next champ Bailey for the Broncos. Man, that's big praise. That is the next champ Bailey. I but I love he, it. He's a dog. And he, he is. He's a great player. Got amazing sense of the ball. Dude is an absolute ball hog. Dude yep. is great in coverage. Like I'm, I'm just I'm just a fan. I I don't know just watching him when I watched him in college. I was like, man, this dude is yep, this dude is the truth. The fact that Patrick Sertan and Micah Parsons came in the same draft that's a and the fact that you had you couldn't go wrong drafting either guy either because oh, we'll get to Micah Parsons eventually, yep. but you couldn't have went wrong drafting either one of those guys based on the needs of your team. Yep. So I am going with Denver. Because that's all you heard last year. If they had a good quarterback, this and that, you know, I, they had Teddy last year, correct? Teddy Two Gloves? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then he got hurt. So, but then you flip to the offensive side of the ball. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Let Russ cook with a better running back than he had in Seattle. And, of course, look, I love DK Metcalf as much as the next person. I do. I love it. But DK Metcalf is starting to look more like a one-trick pony, bro. Mm. It's starting to look like if he. Somebody it, said it. It's starting to look like he can't run all the route trees, and they figured him out last year. But he can run fast though, like the hundred meter dash. Tyreek Hill can run fast too, and can still run all the route trees. So that that yeah. Um, and I gotta say it, this dude Jerry Judy. Um, I know he got hurt last year, and Jerry Judy is really a monster. Yeah, I had him on my fantasy. Anytime Jerry Judy played, he consistently put up over fifteen points. Jer- 
I'm I am picking the Denver Broncos to be second. All right. I am. I like the pick. Based solely on they're going to have a better offense than last year, but that defense was top three in the NFL. So right. um, I'm going to take Kansas City over the Raiders at third just because because of Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to lie. Just just because of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of obvious. I know uh, they have Juju now, right? Yes, the, the Chiefs um, do have Juju's miss you, yes. I, I, I've been back and forth with Juju. I don't think Juju is a true number one. I think he's a better number two than he is number no, one. No, it's it's already been proven and, that Juju cannot handle the pressure yep. of a number one because the year after Antonio Brown departed, Juju's numbers declined because yeah. he had he struggled because now he's dealing with everybody's best corner. Absolutely. And the numbers shown that he, was, he basically flourished because of Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, and of course, I'm going Oakland last, and it's not a knock on Las Oakland. Vegas. I'm sorry, Las Vegas. It's not a knock on them. I love Derek Carr. Good job locking in the contract. I definitely love Devontae Adams. They had that connection in college. Maybe they find that magic in the NFL. Fresno State stand and, up and, and tilt the scales. Um, he joins Waller. Uh, I mean, we love some Darren Waller. I love me some Darren Waller. Hunter uh, Renfro. Yeah, I just I am not Josh a Jacob. believer in this defense. No, I'm not. Now in, I do love. They have a great pass rush. They really do. Yeah. But for the sake of coverage, they ain't stopping a nosebleed. Like they might yeah. not even stop a they might not even stop a paper cut. Absolutely. So their defense, they definitely have the weaker defense of the four teams. Without question. Yeah. Like without question. And that's hey. hard to say because we know the Chiefs defense lost some key guys, you know, losing Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Like, you know, those are those are massive losses. But the Raiders secondary has just not been good. Let's that 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 defense is. that defense is the Texans of the <laughs> of oh, their division. I knew you was gonna that, go there. That that defense is. I don't I I don't like the Raiders defense. I never had all the games that they win. Derek Carr is literally putting up twenty eight or more points. It feels like he has to put up that many points yeah. every time to win the game. If there's one thing I know, you're probably not outdueling Russell Wilson, and you're you're not outdueling Justin Herbert and the Chargers. No, absolutely so not. so we have covered. The AFC. We still got the NFC. Beautiful. So we appreciate you guys hanging and sticking with us. Um, we're almost done here. We're going to get this cranked out. And hopefully, you know, by all means, um, if you go on to the Anchor app, you will find us on there. It has got the links to the entire show. We are now streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Boom. Like, we are there. Oh, and, of course, on the Anchor app itself. So we yes. are on five platforms. And if you go on to my Instagram, J underscore Mr. Dot GQ underscore Kemp, it is there. You can hit the link in my bio. It in my bio, there. too. So you can check it. Hey, DJ Micah about it. It is there. The link is there. Click on the link. It'll take you wherever you listen to your podcast, man. We got you. We're working on a couple more platforms coming soon. We will have youtube sorted out just trying to figure out how to make it work the way we want to and then hey we'll be all on the map anything is possible Steve. all right so let's go <laughs> into it let's talk about the nfc least oh man man so you i'll, I'll go ahead and take this first because i know how much you love your giants so i'll take this one first trying to rip that band-aid off for you but we know one thing about this division nobody wins this mug back to back Facts. <laughs> Nobody, for some reason, can win this division back-to-back. -back. With that being said, I am taking Jalen Hurts and the Eagles to win this division. The other playoff team from the least last year. Yes. And then I got the Cowboys at two. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I don't even want to get into the Dallas Cowboys. Mama, I love you. I ain't going to talk about your Cowboys right now. <laughs> Number three, 
I got the Commanders. And the Commanders, I think, could even move up to the number two spot because that defense is the truth. Chase Young is going to come back this year. He's going to be healthy. These guys have got one of the most ferocious pass rushes outside of the Rams in football. They gave Tom Brady some hell. So they're really just, they've really got to get this quarterback thing sorted out. As much as I love the quarterback because he is a fighter. But they, he's not the answer. That's what they need is quarterback. Quarterback yeah. is key. They yeah. got to get it, but the Commanders could easily be number two, but I just think Dallas has enough all-around firepower to maintain the number two spot. And, of course, I got the Giants in the fourth spot. I don't trust Daniel Jones. I don't like Daniel Jones. I can't believe Daniel Jones was drafted as high as he was. Saquon needs to be traded. Saquon deserves better. He also needs to stay healthy. Can't They've stay also, healthy beside that offensive So line. check this out. They also talked about Evan Ingram is going to change positions. He's going to match the move to receiver, not tight end. So that's going to be interesting. And, um... Yeah, that's so that's what I got on the least. Where you where you at on the least? No comment. Um <laughs> I to tell you the truth, I got it in the exact same order. Nobody wins this division back to back. Nobody no, wants to. Nobody yeah, um normally the person that wins the division is just going to a first round exit anyway. Um Facts. I mean, you had the Eagles that won the Super Bowl, and before that you had the Giants. And then, you know, you had the Giants before that. And you had the Eagles before that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm talking about like just, just Super Bowl period. I'm just saying like they don't, they go home in the first round most of the time. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm saying, but like it's literally, it's been. The oh Eagles, yeah, oh yeah, because the, the Eagles did go with McNabb. Yeah, the Eagles and the Giants in the last since the year 2000 have been to the Super Bowl more than the Cowboys. Well, they, I think they both won more playoff games than the Cowboys since that time. Too. That's true. <laughs> last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, I wasn't even 10 years old yet. Um, I think. Your mom might have a copy of that VHS. She do. Yeah, she might watch it after every game. Yeah. All right. Enough of the least. Let's go to the NFC North. You want, you, you want me to take this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go ahead okay, so the NFC North. Yes, I know they lost Devontae Adams. Oh, but my God, Devontae. Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback just, in the division. Discount double check. Um. Yeah, this is kind of anticlimactic. I'm going to go Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit. Uh, the same way it's been. Except the one, ex- ex- with the exception of the couple of years of Chicago was, like, I, since Aaron Rodgers has been in that league, since going back to Brett Favre, dude, I, I mean, how many times have the Green Bay Packers not won the division? I think they might not have won the year they won the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, but I think they've won every year since then. They're like on a Bill Belichickian kind it's of run. Very rare that the Packers don't win this division. History shows that. Yes. Even when Barry and, Sanders was in Detroit, history shows that. And with that being said, we actually differ on this one. You going I'm, Minnesota? I'm going Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota is winning this division this year. Unless Aaron Rodgers can show me something I've never seen him show me, which is take essentially a bunch of no-name receivers and make them dominant, where are they going to get offense from? You can't go. You can't get a ball to Aaron Jones the entire game. So, shrugs. You, you, so, you, you really got to depend on uh, – Alan Aaron. Lazard. Well, I'm just saying you got you really got to depend on uh, Aaron. Depend on Aaron Jones to be productive. Not to so. mention it, they're they're number two. So yeah, big Mr. Big Thighs himself. Yeah. Well, listen, I am going to respect the greatness of Aaron Rodgers, and I'm still taking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm um, respectfully too. Respectfully move him to second. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna I'm still gonna go with, with Green Bay. And so of course that means I've got Green Bay at number two. I got Chicago at three, and I got the Lions at four. Um, this is a big year. For Justin Fields? Yes. That's um, what I'm most excited about with Chicago. We have got to see if Chicago, who also did lose Allen Robinson. They lost him to, where did he sign? Allen um Oh, uh, the Rams. The Rams, yes. That's right. The million-dollar Rams, who keep signing everybody. Yeah, who they also, don't. there's a luxury, there has to be a luxury tax in football, right? No. 
How the hell do they keep signing Look, people? Oh, it ain't over yet. The article I read today, they are in talks of signing Stephon Gilmore. Oh, wow. So, the Rams are reloading to beat the Bucks. Lose, lose Von Miller, sign Gilmore. Yep, I, I think that checks the box. And Bobby Wagner. And Bobby, oh. Yeah. Speaking of that, you know what I did forget? The Broncos got Randall Gregory. Randy Gregory. Randy yeah. Gregory. Who said, I'm going to sign with the Cowboys. No, I'm just playing. I'm going to go sign with the Broncos. That was a wonderful thing to that see. That was fantastic. Yeah. So, Let's go to the NFC South. We were talking about the Bucks, so let's go there. This division I didn't waste very much time on. Uh, Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons for me. Um, yes, I know the Falcons signed Marcus Mariota. We talked about a redemption story earlier. Hey, Marcus Mariota, welcome back to the starting role for a season. Because I don't think he'll be starting after this season. But I don't think Marcus Mariota is enough to vault the Falcons to do anything relevant. Now, the Panthers quarterback situation is just as confusing. Christian McCaffrey demand a trade. But... They're at least the Panthers have more offensive weapons than the Falcons do. Falcons got one offensive weapon. Yeah, and they also have a, a guy who likes to bet on his own team. But um, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> and the Saints, hey, man, I'm a fan of Jameis, man. I've always been a fan. It's I ironic know, that Jameis and Mariota are in the same division. They're in the same draft class. Yeah. But Jameis is in a better situation. And Jameis, prior to the ACL injury, had the New Orleans Saints playing pretty well. Yeah. So... I'm riding with that. I don't think they have enough to beat the Bucks to overtake the number one spot in the division, but I am going to give them a chance to at least possibly make that last playoff position. They could make that number seven, but only time will tell. Where are you at? I mean, I don't think I need to speak on that after you just spoke. I have the same exact, I have the same exact rhetoric. I don't, I mean, you know what the difference is going to be in this division? That the Buccaneers have Tom Brady and everybody else doesn't. Fair Th enough. That's really what it's going to be. TB12. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, on to the NFC West. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the arguably the most difficult division outside of the AFC West. Absolutely. Um, so you want to take this one? Sure. I'm, I'm actually going uh, ascending order. because uh -oh. I'm going to go in ascending order just because it's easy to, to knock the Seahawks to the side because uh, Absolutely. you lost your Super Bowl MVP, you lost your quarterback or your team MVP, I should say. Um, uh, uh, I think that was the last of the Super Bowl that was left. The Legion, that's the last of that whole crew. The last of the whole crew. I think, yeah. Um, well, so here we go. Um, San Francisco, I really do love you. Um, I think y'all have a chance to make some kind of a run if you sneak into the playoffs because people underestimate you when you make it into the playoffs because you're very solid on both sides of the ball, especially uh, with Mr. Samuel back there. Debo, um, but he also won a new contract. Uh, 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 either back there, up there, anywhere on this field, wherever, down the field, in the slot, put running the ball. Put him in motion there, put him in a go route you know, It there. doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, uh, kind of reminds me of Andre Johnson in the early days when they can line Andre Johnson up anywhere. I was going to say more Percy Harvin, but all right. I, I, I like that too. I do like that. That was one of the one of the people I compared Percy Harvin to when I he came I in. Well, I didn't see Andre do a lot of jet sweeps and just basically running out of the backfield he, like he did. did. It, uh, he did it a lot more when Matt Schaub was there. Fair enough. Um. You had to do something with mashup. You had to. Um, and then, obviously, I'm a. It's probably not obvious, but I'm gonna take the Cardinals second. I love. Look, Mighty Mouse, I love you. I love you. Um, I am a big fan of Mighty Mouse. In I mean, in I Arizona. am, but he kind of he kind of childish too. He. That's what I was about to say. Let me let me scrub my Instagram real yeah, quick because I want you know I'm like bro. I don't know. Be a man and talk to your organization. I, I don't I don't know how your team is going to vibe with you after something like that. Um. And, of course, I mean, any betting man will pick the Rams in this division. Uh, I don't think 
we're going to have an upset and somebody jumps over the Rams and wins this, wins this no. division. I don't even think there's a chance. I don't either, because even with the Cardinals winning double-digit games last year and San Francisco winning double-digit games last year, the Rams were just that much better. Yeah. And that was before OBJ and Von Miller. Yep. So, I mean, with the NFC West, I mean, we have the same. I've got Rams, I got Cardinals, I got Niners, I got Seahawks. Like, there's nothing shocking about that. Like, that division is a lot easier to pick than the AFC West, that's for sure. But, um, but in all that being said, in picking all these division winners, every year somebody leaves the, the, the bottom of their division and makes the playoffs. Who is your dark horse pick of the season? Either conference, doesn't matter. Who is your dark horse this year? Because I know that's where you're going. My dark horse pick is going to be, drumroll please, nobody from the AFC West because I feel like they're all capable of making the playoffs. Um, my dark horse team is, I think, the Jacksonville Jaguars can sneak into the playoffs. Wow. That's big. Because I really – I love Matt uh, Matt Ryan. I really do. But there is definitely going to be some growing pains here because he hasn't been the quarterback he's been in the past. Just like, It's so right. crazy to think that the, the Hawks, uh, not the Falcons, were just in the Super Bowl mm. not too long ago. No, trust me. There's a particular fan base. I'll never forget that Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my dark horse – I don't know how much of a dark horse it is, but it's a dark horse to me. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns. I'm taking what I've seen from Deshaun Watson <clears throat> in Houston before he was traded to the Browns. Because I've seen it. You've seen it being a, being a Texan. Absolutely. So Deshaun has taken essentially garbage to the playoffs. To an, AF, to an AFC South title with a garbage coach. I don't like Bill O'Brien. just going to be honest. Bill O'Brien. He came left. from your staff. Will you let me look? He came. <laughs> you're right. He came from my staff, and he thought he was Bill Belichick. Wrong. He could not handle being the coach and the GM. They all do think that. Like he is not that guy. All right, you're not that guy. Okay, you're not that guy. All right. Clearly, because you ruined the Texans. You traded DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, enough Texas league. talk. <laughs> all right. So I'm taking the Browns for a parking spot in a bag of chips. Right? You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking the Browns as my dark horse team. Period. So I like that. So we've gotten past all that. I have something for you. I told you I had a bomb for you, and I got a bomb for you. So <sighs> let me take the last bit of this. Take the last bit of that, and while that is going on, this right. came out today. Okay. This is directly from their website. These are your eight coaches for the XFL. The only coach returning from the previous XFL season is your man Bob Stoops. Hey. All seven of these names I'm about to mention after this are different. You have Wade Phillips, Terrell Buckley, Reggie Barlow, Anthony Beck, Jim Hazlitt. I saved these last two names because I know it's going to change your facial expressions. Rod Woodson and Heinz Ward. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Um, This is for the XFL. XFL. Uh, Rod Woodson and Heinz Ward? Rod Woodson and Heinz Ward. Oh, man. For those of you that don't know, we're big fans of the XFL. Absolutely. Especially the uh the Roughnecks. Shout out to Houston. A pretty much the only on winning deck. team right now in Houston, um, besides the Astros. <laughs> um So yeah, that is your twenty twenty three XFL coaches. Shout out to the Rock. Man, Dwayne Johnson is that guy. So I read that and I was like, I'ma hold that to myself. Because I want to see your live reaction to that. Because I just felt like we've talked about Heinz Ward. We've talked about um, Rod Woodson. Like, 
Heinz Ward's been why is Rod Woodson not an NFL coach right now? I just want somebody to answer that question for me. But nobody can. Why is Mark Jackson not an NBA coach right now? Because, you know, he's a front office problem apparently, which is false. But whatever. Yeah. So let's get into this a little bit. Um, not too too much. Um going directly off of XFL.com. We'll go straight up. So these are quick little bios about these coaches. So we'll start with Reggie Barlow. So Reggie Barlow uh, joins the league from Virginia State University, where he spent the first six seasons as a head coach. He was selected in the fourth round of the 1996 NFL Draft by the Jacksonville Jaguars before playing for the Oakland Raiders and the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they blew the Raiders out. I know. Anthony Beck joins from Wiregrass Ranch High School, where he was the offensive coordinator. He was a 12-year NFL veteran, selected 27th overall by the New York Jets in the year 2000 before going to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the St. Louis Rams, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Pretty good That's so nice far, resume. right? Yeah, pretty good resume so far. Terrell Bucker, previously the at the University of, Miami, of Mississippi, not Miami, where he spent two years as the cornerbacks coach, 13-year NFL veteran, Super Bowl champion, who was selected fifth overall by the Green Bay Packers in the 1992 draft and went on to play for the Miami Dolphins, Denver Broncos, New England Patriots, New York Jets, and the New York Giants. So Buckley moved around the league quite a bit. Jim Hazlitt, we're fairly familiar with. Absolutely. He's from the Tennessee Titans, where he spent two seasons as the inside linebackers coach. He's been coaching over 30 years. He has coached at the college and the pro level with Penn State, University of Buffalo, Cincinnati Bengals, Washington Commanders, St. Louis Rams, New Orleans Saints, Pittsburgh Steelers, Los Angeles Rams, the Florida Tuskers of the United Football League, and the Sacramento Surge of the World League of America Football. So my man's got a resume. You know this next name. We know him well. Wade Phillips. Ah, yes. Previously of the Los Angeles Rams, where he spent three seasons as the defensive coordinator, over 40 years of coaching experience at the college and pro level, coached at Oklahoma State, University of Kansas, shout out to the Jayhawks, the New Orleans, sorry, the New Orleans, New York, the new, sorry, the Houston Oilers, New Orleans Saints, Philadelphia Eagles, Denver Broncos, Buffalo Bills, Atlanta Falcons, San Diego Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers, Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, and the Los Angeles Rams, (laughs) pretty big resume. Well, we know Wade is... We do know Wade is Wade. Wade is Wade. Next up is your man, Bob Stoops. All right. The only coach returning to the XFL from the previous time. He will be the head coach of the Renegades. He is the only XFL coach that has a team assigned to him so far. So he was the longtime coach of the University of Oklahoma from 1999 to 2016. Coached the Sooners to a win in the 2021 Alamo Bowl. He has a 191 and 48 record over his 33-year college coaching career and is the winningest coach in Oklahoma history. Not telling you nothing you don't already know about, yeah. Mr. Stoops. Heinz Ward Super joins Bowl the MVP. from Florida Atlantic University where he was the wide receivers coach. He is a 13-year NFL veteran, two-time Super Bowl champion. We've seen him in both of those Super Bowls with the Steelers. MVP. Was selected in the third round by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1998 draft where he spent his entire career and is still the all-time leader in receptions for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How did they leave off 2006 Super Bowl MVP? Hey, man, that's I'm reading it on the <laughs> website, all right? Rod Woodson. Yep. Last but definitely lot and least, the legend himself, Rod Woodson. Oh, man. Joins the league after serving as an analyst on the NFL Network, the Big Ten Network, and Westwood One. 
Woodson is a 17-year NFL veteran, three-time Super Bowl champion, was drafted 10th overall by the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1987, went on to play for the San Francisco 49ers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Oakland Raiders. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2009 and the College Football Hall of Fame in 2016. That is my bomb for the show. Um, Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson. I think uh, to football heads like ourselves, he's the man. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I hope he coaches the Roughnecks. I, I do, too. I think he's the man of football fans so, like ourselves. But. So, Dwayne Johnson, XFL, if y'all listening, we want Rod Woodson. We want him to coach the Roughnecks. We want him in Houston. And try and get PJ back. Like, Please. I know I know most people are like, oh, but Wade Phillips, da da da. No, 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 no. No, there's a reason give why us, he got pushed out of Houston. Give us Rod Woodson. Give us Woodson. Y'all we'll do realize Wade, Houston, Wade Phillips got pushed out of Houston twice, right? Facts. I'm just saying. Give us Woodson so we can go back to being the best team in the XFL. Go win the championship. Please let us have that venue back at U of H so me and my pops can go ahead and get season tickets like we planned on before the season ended abruptly the last go-round. But I'm looking forward to it. This weekend, we have the USFL kicking off. Yep. We have got New Jersey and Alabama in the inaugural game on Saturday. It's going to be an interesting-looking league. I don't have a dog in that fight just yet. I'm kind of still just watching it. I'm probably just going to watch it as a fan of the, of the league as a whole. I probably won't even pick a team. That's just you know, the way to do it. I think it's just dope that all these small little leagues are opening just because it gives an alternative to it. Because normally if you don't make it in the NFL, you go CFL, you go overseas, you go all these other You go to arena football. But now you have, like we talked about, arena football. You have the CFL. Now you've got the USFL. You've got the XFL. And the XFL is in a partnership with the NFL to try out a couple of new things and whatnot. So it could eventually, possibly, expand and become a something of a farming system for the NFL like a D league which or G league yeah which which it. would be which wouldn't be bad for the NFL because now you could draft more players all three or, major or, sports would have a farming system or you just have a bunch of you know um you know undrafted free agents that you sign like all right I want you to go play for my developmental team and you know Los Angeles can have could share one ideally or they can have two whatever Texas could have one maybe even two whatever you know it'll be interesting to see but um, thank y'all for listening today. We are excited. We've been talking about episode two all day. We've been hyping it up. We've been posting about it. I got a lot more videos today. I'll be posting those videos later with the reels. Um, I'm about to get my edit on. I'm going to get this thing edited up because, man, we made some mistakes today, but it's all good. And as we say in the Caribbean community, tell a friend to tell a friend about your new favorite podcast. Most definitely. Gentlemen's Talk. Hey, man, shout out to everybody who has been sharing it on Facebook, all other social media platforms for us. Y'all don't understand how big that is to us. Shout out again, once again, to Jew Fresh for giving us the fire track for the opening and closing of the show. I can't wait for him to get in studio. And while we got it going, we're just going to let everybody know here and now that Jew Fresh will be our first guest on the show when we actually start putting guests out there. He will be the first guest. So let me go ahead and hit that applause button for you one time for the one time. So that's how that's going to go. We've had a lot of people say, hey, man, let me get on the podcast. Let me do this. Let me do that. I'm like, yeah, look, that's cool. And we appreciate everybody that is already trying to jump on and be a part of what, you know, what we got going on. All we're asking for is give us a little bit of time. Yeah. Let us get these first really six episodes going. Let us kind of get a get the traction going with off these tires, man. Let's get, you know, let's get it. Let's get a consistent number of listeners, man. Like episode yeah. one, we're up to 26. I don't think 26 is enough. 
Like we got to be trying to get the triple digits. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So the more the more listeners, which means the content is good, the the better and easier it'll be for us to actually start bringing guests on and actually start having this interesting off the script non sports um conversations. Yeah. So you know. Without y'all's support, man, that's, you know, it, it goes as far as y'all go. I mean, we're doing this strictly out of passion. There's no money being made. This is just us taking time off of work, sitting in the back cave recording this stuff. Doing man. what we normally do if we weren't doing this. Pretty much. So now we're just putting it out there for y'all. There's going to be mistakes because this show is not structured like you see on TV where there's a production meeting and there's all these notes and all this stuff. Man, this is gentleman's talk, man. This is two dudes having a conversation. Yep. And conversations ain't perfect. That's just what it is. I think so, that's the best way to describe it. Yes, sir. So we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. The episode will be posted here in the next couple hours. It'll be on all five platforms. We'll put it out on social media. You've got our handles. By all means, please share this. Get your people out there. Let them know how we feel. And with that, hey, episode three coming soon. in my stock.